Welcome to Talking In Stations. It's Matterall here with Ashtarothy. How are you doing, Ash? Greetings, fellow Empyreans. I am Ashtarothy, and today is a good day for me. <laughs> it's the day we've been waiting for. <laughs> right. We're going to talk about Guardians Gala, mostly Ashtarothy. That is the Valentine's Day event that happens in EVE Online, so it's got a little bit of uh, festivity associated with it. And uh, that's what most of this episode will be about. Uh, so take it away, Ash. Tell us about what's going on with Guardians Gala. One second. All right. Uh, so the Guardians Gala is our February uh, live event in EVE Online. Uh, it appears that it will now be a seasonal and it is vaguely themed around Valentine's Day. Uh, the in-game, in-universe kind of setting for it is that the Angel Cartel, uh, which is a major pirate organization that operates largely in Mimitar space, uh, that is a very large organization. Um, it's actually almost as big as an empire. And so they are friends with the Serpentis, and they have a contract with the Serpentis. So all of the Serpentis equipment, all of the Serpentis ships and stuff like that is actually developed by the Angel Cartel. And most of the Serpentis uh, security is pulled by Angel Cartel as well, because the Angel Cartel have much better like forces, like actual combat forces, whereas the Serpentis Corporation is just a bunch of, you know, basically drug cookers and such. So um, so to celebrate this kind of union between these two organizations every year, they have this Guardians Gala. And um, they, in order to try to keep it Capsuleers from being able to get too involved in it, they put their better sites in wormhole space. But uh, there will be uh, sites, the Guardian Gala sites will be available or are available everywhere um, with both combat sites and hacking sites. Uh, so much closer to like the uh, the winter event, which had uh, the hacking sites as well as the standard combat sites within the storms. But now you don't actually have to go to a storm. They show up wherever. The data sites do need to be probed down, and they are reasonably difficult. They're probably about the same as before, which I can't remember the exact number for the sensor strength that it takes to get it. But it's enough that if you don't have a bonus ship, it's going to be hard to hit those numbers to get into the sites. Um, the combat sites themselves are a little bit harder than the winter sites. My Icky Tursa got by kind of by luck. The way I've kind of seen it is it seems that a good Tech 1 battlecruiser or battleship should be able to run these sites, but it is absolutely true in these sites, and it's something that we found um, that two battlecruisers have an almost trivial time, where one battlecruiser, even a good battlecruiser, will have a risky time. Uh, just because of the way that the aggro works and how fast you can kill things and how ranges work and stuff like that within the, the site, having even just two guys working together uh, makes the sites significantly more manageable. Um, and so one of our things that we've been practicing with is remote rep Drex. Uh, for the VIP sites, they do seem a little bit stronger. The site, that, the group that I saw was doing remote rep Lashaks and Dominixes, about four or five of them. Um, they, that was clearly overkill for the sites. In fact, they were shipping down to Drex after that, uh, I heard. Our two Drex were able to run a site in HiSec with zero concern for our safety. In fact, um, the nice thing is, is that the Drex can carry remote uh, support. So that way, if you get into PvP or something like that, you can still support each other like a spider tank operation as well. Um, so like the local tank still holds, and yet you still can also support each other. So it's a really good ship an idea to uh, to fly as a fleet within these sites. As far oh, as cool. the rewards go, the combat sites themselves give about 30 to 40 million per site on in normal sites, 
with 200 to 300 million ISK for the VIP sites. Um, especially for high sec sites, the bounties are actually quite good. Um, the one site that I ran, I think I got roughly 30 million ISK worth of loot in it or worth of value in it with about half of it being in bounties and about uh, a third of the actual loot that I pulled out of it being in overseer's effects. There is some uh, skewing of numbers right now because of things like skins being worth a lot more and those are going to plummet down. But a lot of the value is in the um, the bounties and in the overseer's effects. And overseer's effects are, of course, a, com a commodity which is purchased by NPC orders. So it doesn't matter how many of those flood the market. Those will continue to be worth money as long as you can get them to uh, like a Concord state, DED station or something like that. Um, and so if you want to go and just run these things consistently, uh, it's good ISK. Now, that being said, they are a lot more rare than they were in uh, the previous event sites or uh, in winter events. And so, uh, Looking for sites is much more painful, and especially in high sec, these sites are uh, already in very overwhelmed. We saw everything from golems to vargers to tangus uh, already in these sites. Now it'll probably so like marauders. What? Those are marauders. Yeah. yeah, those are marauders. So the problem is, is that you know the the main, most of the loot is in the final boss, and so if you're in a site like that in high sec, the person who does the most damage on the boss gets the gets the lion's share of the loot. So when you're talking like a marauder like a golem that can do so much damage so well, especially when it can apply to a battleship. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to bring that's going to beat that in damage? But um, but we still found plenty of sites for us to run. Um, the, my wormhole buddies also found it difficult to find enough sites to run. That seems to be the biggest concern. Um, low sec may be a decent spy, a place if you are willing to roam around and find the sites there because you can then fight off people and uh, Maybe uh, other people won't be running them as often, but it's hard to say. And it's worth noting that the low sex sites and the null sex sites won't be worth any more ISK than a high sex site. It's just you won't have to worry about all the competition. Um, a couple things also, the there are waves before the final boss that have battleships. So as I said, the DPS is a little bit higher than it was before. Also, the Angel Cartel, um, since they are using projectiles, they're explicitly doing mostly um, uh, EM and explosive, which means they're doing the off damage to the Serpentis ships. So if a Vindicator comes in, you'll be doing, they'll be doing mostly kinetic thermal. If the Macarial comes in, it'll be mostly doing EM and explosive. So you either need to tank Omni or better yet, use a uh, reactive armor hardener. Um, oh. <clears throat> the enemies can reposition, so you can't just kite them out. In particular, the Hugin seems to reposition. It, you know, there's always one rat that likes to reposition, uh, even if you aren't moving. And uh, it seems like it's the Hugin this time. But uh, one thing to note: uh, if you don't clear, if like there's one last rat in previous editions, it could get like bugged. So like if you don't clear the whole rat wave, the next wave doesn't come. In these sites, the next wave comes. So if you don't get if you don't finish clearing the site or the the rats in time, the next wave will just show up. So even if one rat gets warped off or gets bugged or whatever, the site will continue going. And as soon as you kill the MC, the entire site finishes. Everybody, all of the other rats disengage immediately and warp off. Um, the rats themselves bring every E war except for jams and uh, disruption. So they don't bring anything to affect your application. So they won't jam you. And they won't target uh, tracking disrupt or or missile disrupt, but they will damp, newt, web, excuse me, 
and these are 90% vigilant webs, mind you. Um, so you're not going anywhere in these sites most of the time. Uh, scram, disrupt, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, target paint, um, but they do not jam. They do not target, or they do not tracking disrupt, and they do not uh, missile disrupt. So don't worry about any of that. Um, the new pressure didn't seem overwhelming. The damage from the MC was about probably about one and a half to two times as, as just the general damage of the site. That was the one time that we started being like, oh, under the wrong conditions, we might have to like help rep. And that was in the high sec site. So I imagine in the wormhole sites, it'll be even worse. Um, also in the high sec site, most of the time the MC was by itself. I think um, in the wormhole sites, if the MC does have a wave with it, which I think I saw that once, um, then that would make it significantly more dangerous. Let's see. Um, the hacking version of the sites, uh, I ran one of them. They're a little bit more interesting than last time. So basically, uh, in the previous event site, you just warp to it, and the hacking cam would be like 8K away. It'd be a single can, and you're just done. In these, um, they're much more involved. So you warp there, and there's basically an astrohoose. And the cans are both above and below the astrohoose scattered kind of around. So it's a good opportunity to practice some uh, manual piloting, or at least use some situational awareness to go hit the cans in, the, in an order that is pretty efficient. Um, overall, the like nothing jumped out at me being like amazing out of the cans. It was a, it it came across as a pretty good data site, which uh, which in high sec is fine. I think I got like 15 million with only like three or four million in actual overseers effects. Um, okay, so but on top of that, when you're doing all these sites, let me just uh, I can show off a little bit on my screen here. Okay. Um, you will have tasks. Let me see here. Yeah, so you can see that I have these tasks over uh, there. Yes, there. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, all right, I figured out the camera thing. <laughs> it's like a weather right, so, the, so yeah, exactly. So we've got the Guardian Gala tasks. Uh, there's basically just two of them, and there's going to be one combat, one, and explore, one exploration one. It doesn't seem to, uh, like, like before, it could fill up with one or the other. Like, you could just fill up with mining tasks and then just be SOL. That doesn't happen here. You have one combat task and one mining uh, exploration task. And those rotate between, like, right now, I have a, so many de guests defeated. It could be defeat the MC. It could be enter the site, you know, whatever. And then, um, likewise, it could be enter the hacking site, hack a can, so many cans, et cetera, et cetera. One thing to note, the next uh, thing doesn't start until you clear the, you know, like, you accept the reward. So as soon as you keep an eye on your task, and as soon as you complete the task, go ahead and click on it so you get your points. So your points will open up this track. So there's only four different items in this case. So there's going to be the Rifter Amaranthine Mantle skin, um, which looks like this. The Amaranthine Mantle skin is the skin of the Guardian Gala. That's why oh, it has yeah, the, nice. the logo of the... Uh, yep. It's really that's why nice. it has the logo of the Guardian Angel on it as the as the primary logo, if you see in the front of the uh, Rifter over here, as the Guardian Angel logo. Next is the agency support drop, which is going to just have some booster dr or agency drugs in it. Um, and then the Cinnable Serpentis skin. The Serpentis skin is, of course, like basically solid black. So a solid black Cinnable, uh, which is kind of cool. And a solid black Macarial, which, I mean, if I didn't have the Angel Hex, then maybe, but, um, you know. In honor of their relationship, they're making a, a skin for the angels. They're putting the Serpentis skin on their ships. So you can get those. And I believe that the only way to get these uh, these skins is by doing 
these this event because these are going to as soon as you complete these these apply on your character um when you get them so uh who knows whether or not next year they will have these same skins or maybe they'll pick two more ships uh to release the serpentis skin for uh that's more likely so chances are if you want to get these skins this is going to be the only way to get it which means having these skins will show that that you did it uh which is kind of cool if you want to find these sites, though, uh, using the agency for uh, isn't uh, the actual Guardians Gala section of the agency isn't the best way to do it. If you go one tab over to the exploration section and go to combat anomalies, you can see where the combat anomalies are. Um, that being said, I'm not even sh I'm not even 100% confident that uh, Guardian Gala sites show up on this thing, but uh, it doesn't seem to. Somebody can yeah. correct me or whatever. Yeah. I don't point. think they did last time either. I could be wrong too. Well, no, they have every sub up until now. Every single oh. time you could see them through normal anomaly detection methods, i.e., you can right. see them one system away when you're in the when you're in the agency. Um, okay. But it seems like like we never. I never, as we were wandering around, I never saw them, even though we saw them in the systems we jumped into. So either it was even more rare than I thought, or maybe, maybe, maybe the agency isn't showing Gala sites. But if somebody's seen one, then please say so in chat. So that way we can get that corrected real quick. Um, so, and then also, of course, there's the login rewards. So during this time, oops, that's not it. I think I can bring those up. I think we're seeing your, your screen backwards, by the way, but uh, it's okay. Yeah, I think let people, me... people will be able to navigate that in the game. So, Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so then also with the rewards, you can see that there is uh, a Tempest Amaranthi Mental Skin, Maelstrom Spirit Skin, Typhoon Spirit Skin, uh, and then the Vindicator Vigilant and Daredevil Spirit Skin as well. So the Spirit Skin is the basic skin of of the Guardian Gala. It is the uh, it kind of leopard print red and white and black that uh, uses kind of the Guardian or the Angel Cartel uh, printing on it. And so th there's already oh, a lot of spirit nice. skins on these uh, for for a lot of different ships, and these skins actually do drop in the sites as well. Um, but these are going to be given out. These are new ones, again. So now they've added angel skins on the on the on the uh, on the Serpentis ships for logging in, and then you get the Serpentis skins for the angel ships if you do the event site or if you do the event points so that's kind of cool um yeah either way uh let's see let me pull up my notes again looks fun uh oh also uh at the same time the heart surge skin is back on the market uh and they have a discount which okay i mean how do you have a limited release and have it on discount during that entire release and still have that be a discount but whatever uh, maybe that was just <laughs> for the packs. Yeah, um, it's just the packs. Okay, well that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there is actually two kind of cool ones. If you if you buy 30 days of Omega um, during this period of time, which I think it ends on the 28th, somebody can correct that too. Um, then you, if you buy 30 days of Omega, you also get the Heart Surge skin for the Jackdaw. And if you do it, if you buy 500 Plex, which is the equivalent of 30 days of Omega. Um, then you'll get the skin for the spit pole, the heart surge skin for the spit pole. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Word now. to the wise, don't buy either of those with Plex hoping to sell it later, because that means that there's more of them on the market than people are willing to buy. 
All right. Cool, Ash. Um, so we always ask this question. I think you've already told us, but can you just reiterate how people can get involved with this? You said that they're a little harder to find this time. Do you think that's a bug? Do you think that'll get fixed? Uh, well, I think that it was a consequence of the fact that uh, they were so easy to find in previous in the winter event because the winter events had them compressed. So when you went to the storm, there were a ton there. But this is like they're everywhere, but um, but there is only so many per constellation or whatever. So it's just a matter of you know you got to get out there and just start roaming around. Okay. And uh, it's actually kind of cool because like so we found this one system and I still don't understand why like it it connects through to something so it's not like a dead end or anything like that but it must be one of those systems that just gets rerouted around all the time because there's a system with like ten different anoms including anoms that escalate to like four of tens, uh, sitting in the system in high sec, just like nobody's touching it. And when we got in there, there was two Gala sites and there didn't seem to be any particular reason why this system would be more out of the way than others. So um, that's one of the things I really like about these kinds of events is that when you just go wandering around, if you start paying attention, that's when you start like figuring out all the cool stuff. Yeah, we have some questions for you. You want to answer some? Sure. All right. Yeah. So uh, first one here is, have previous events started off with few sites and had the frequency increase later because apparently there's a severe lack of sites? I think you were already talking about that. TCP can dial up and down the, uh, the frequency of the sites. How often they do that, whether or not they do that, I don't want to speculate about. But I do know that they do have the capability of it. And I'm pretty sure that they've done it in the past. Right. Okay. Uh, another question is, I had it here a second ago. Sorry, it's uh, ask your question again if I haven't answered it. I think there was only two other questions, but let me ask you a question while I find this other one. Uh, we've talked about this a number of times. The Eros Blossom skins, the Heart Surge skins. What's the difference? And what was that third one? There was another. Yeah. So, so I've mentioned this before. I'm sure I've done it on on show. So this is the form of correction. Um, but like. So there's three different pink skins, and I often get them all confused. So there's the Eros Blossom, the Heart Surge, and the Rosetta Dawn skin. So I previously had accidentally believed that the Eros Blossom was the breast cancer awareness skin that was released once and only once. That's actually not true. That is the Rosetta Dawn skin for uh, the mining ships. So the the uh rosetta Dawn, or the other one the one that you wanted getting back on track now i've got my l3 confused again the so blossom. heart surge it, yeah arrows blossom, uh, blossom was the old was the old uh valentine's day guardians gala skin so they released yeah. it in i think 2017 and 2018 but then 2019 and 2020 or well i guess it's 21 so 2020 2021 they released uh the heart surge instead so will they ever release the Eros Blossom again? Uh, will somebody in CCP figure out that it's a good way to, uh, you know, something else to make this year, next year's Valentine's Day different than this Valentine's Day? Or maybe they'll throw it in later in this Who knows? Um, since they've, they've actually sold it twice already on two different Guardians Gala. So the idea that the Eros Blossom skin could come back someday uh, is definitely open, but it doesn't seem to be back this particular um, this particular Guardian Scala, but the Heart Surge skin is. Okay. Well, here is a question uh, from, the, uh, from the people watching. This is Nadi 
93. Can marauders do low sex sites? Sex sites are the exact same as the high sex sites. The problem with these sites, I forgot to mention this, is that there are no gates. So there's zero safety, and you're going to be scrammed and totally webbed down the entire time. So yeah, if you want to bring your marauder into low sec and run them, go for it. All right. Nick asks, uh, do they go after drones? Ah, yeah. So so these things are designed to spread aggro, which is one of the reasons why um, having multiple players is really important, because you almost never have the entire room of aggro. Um, but what that means is that, if you, especially if you're by yourself, there's nobody else for the enemy to spread to than your drones. So if you launch drones, you will not have drone. You will be losing drones within a few seconds from our from my findings. Even even salvage drones were starting to be attacked within ten seconds, because the the AI is looking for a secondary target, and if it's the only secondary target, it finds it very juicy. Right. Okay. Um... This Marauder Losek sounds uh, like a broken heart waiting to happen. Uh, that's from... Uh, I strongly agree with that. That being said, I have I have definitely seen Marauders roam around Losek and get work done because the Bastion being able to make them immune to E-War and giving them massive tanking and their ability to just kind of hold the line long enough and even... So, like, basically... The second you come out of Bastion, you might you can micro warp drive or there's I have seen Marauders get away with way too much in uh in low sec. Not mine. Mine blew up like a chump. <laughs> like they should. <laughs> um they uh, also are bait, so sometimes people in Marauders want you to attack them and and that's uh, Yeah, that's my point. Like don't underestimate the tank of a Marauder with a with a Bastion module on. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ashtaroth. I appreciate all that. I think that's all the questions. Guardians Gala, can't wait to get into that stuff. Uh, I've been waiting for this for a little while now. It's funny, it didn't come out yesterday. It came out today. Is that right? Or didn't come out today? It started today. today. It started okay. today. Yeah, and, and we were talking about this. So so this is actually kind of typical for CCP. They'll actually deploy, put in put in the main deployment on Tuesday, and then they'll turn on the the thing happening in space on Thursday. Or, or Wednesday when they're ambitious, but they really transitioned into Thursday. This this was a pattern that we noticed even during like invasions when it was when they're rolling out a new level of invasions every every week. It was generally happening on a Wednesday or Thursday, and they would deploy it on a Tuesday to make sure that everything was stable, nothing went crazy. They probably would test something on Polaris or like uh, something like that. Who knows? But um, and then they would make the thing go like happen once everything is alive and stable, not on the patch day. Yeah. Well, they did manage to fix some bugs, though, from the patch, right? What were some of the things that were going wrong? Oh, yeah, there's this. Uh, so so we also got like really cool like warp tunnels, which, yes, they got, we got really cool warp tunnels. I don't fight me. <laughs> uh, no, it, we can talk about that a little bit more. But um, that actually reminds me that there is one particular bug that I'm not sure how wide known it is, but it is something that was talked about within our group. But um, so. Shoot! Now we got to get me back on track. The destination bug, right? Yeah, the destination bug. That thing. Yeah. That and actually, I ran into it while I was moving around. So I did too. Yeah. My my one clue that I had, and anybody can help out if they want, is that it seemed to happen to me. I, I noticed that it was as I transitioned between two different constellations. So mm -hmm. we can everybody keep track if if it happens to you. Try to keep track of like what the conditions are of how it happens. Maybe we can help CCP sort out what what exactly is going on here. Um, but either way. Uh, so yeah, natural, so there's this bug ahead, where... What's, what's supposed yeah. to happen? So when you jump into a system, um, the selected item or the selected menu or uh, window is supposed to have the next gate in your autopilot pre-selected. 
This is why, even though everybody says not to never use actual autopilot, you set your autopilot destination so that way it keeps highlighting, and the highlighted target is the thing that's always kind of there. So if you're brain deading it, you can just sit there and hit jump, 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 jump. But there's this weird thing where, so if you get to the final destination, right, and you jump through, and you don't set it your destination to like a station, you just set it to a system. You'll jump into that station or that system, and now there's nowhere else to go. So the auto target if you jump into a system and don't have somewhere to go, is the system you just came from, the Stargate right next to you. And so like, if you just set your destination to a system and then just blindly jump, 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 this has happened to me before, well, I'll accidentally jump back out one, one jump and be like, oh, so then I have to burn back and jump through. But the problem is, is that that's now happening mid uh, path. So every single jump now, you need to check to make sure the correct Stargate is the one that's being uh, uh, correctly selected because yeah. uh, there are numerous reports, and I've seen it myself once, where instead of the next gate, it'll be the previous gate, as if you had, as if the autopilot was over or whatever. Yeah, it can be. It can um, be very dangerous too, right? Because you're slow boating back to a gate. You're not just warping. You're not going into warp where you're safe. You're actually turning around and slow boating back to a gate, which means if you're in the wrong area, you're up for grabs. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah. So, so be, be aware, be attentive. Um, uh, especially for like a freighter, it can be a giant pain in the butt. Uh, especially if you're really not, if you're watching, if you're really like into your Netflix and you're just not even thinking about it and you just don't even zone, you've zoned out and you haven't realized that you haven't jumped in like four minutes. And then you've realized that you just jumped back through and you're like, wait, what? And then you look over and now you've jumped into the system before it again. And you're in the freighter. And you're like, Oh, anyway, that happened to me. Uh, I actually, well, there's a couple of things that were kind of funny. I thought uh, I was listening to my client, but I wasn't looking at it because I was doing other things because I just autopilot over to someplace and I could hear jumping. So I thought everything's fine. But then I heard two jumps. So I looked and it was uh, me sitting near a gate, but I wasn't the one jumping through. It was all these other guys that were like, you know, these other truckers were going by. So I was hearing their gate noise thinking it was me moving along. But later, as oh, I was flying sorry. around, oh, as I was flying around, I ran into that. And I'd heard about this bug, but basically um, uh, the default action wasn't happening. So I found myself slow boating back to a gate that I had just come through and I thought I'd made a mistake. But then when it happened a second time, I thought, I'm not, I'm not that good at this game, but I'm not that bad either. So what's going on here? And then I realized, oh, I need to use my navigation path and pick the jump through gate there, and that way you're foolproof. So you could do that. That's how you can get around it. For for the record, this is yet another argument to always use the radial menu when possible. Oh, uh, I've even had it where I've accidentally you, you know, like jumped through the wrong gate because I thought that the wrong one was yellow. But you can actually radial menu off of the box on the over uh, autopilot path for the next system, or on the name of the system right below it. Both of those you can radial menu off of. Radio menu up will will attempt to jump, will warp to jump. So I always use radial menu. Anywho, uh, so, but the new jump tunnels I think are fantastic. And the thing that I wonder about is of the people that are complaining about it, obviously there's a lot of people that are complaining about it because it's different. So they're just going to complain. There's a lot of people that are complaining about it for various different reasons. But what I would like to see, if possible, is a differentiation between the people that say say they like it versus not like it and the people that have their sound off 
versus the people that have their sound on. Because I know a lot of you players play with their sound off. And let me just tell you, the, the sound of the jump tunnel, I believe, is integral to its enjoyment when it comes to like enjoying it, the, what they've done here. Because uh, I, I wear it with headphones, and so I hear it really well. And the, the sound effect at the beginning and the end and the way it all works feels significantly more immersive than it was before. So um, I just, I know that some people do not like it, but... Uh, I wonder uh, how many people aren't feeling its full impact because they don't have the sound on. Yeah, maybe. I actually looked at it and I thought, okay, I'm just going to see my ship go into the tunnel in a, in a third-person perspective and see it zoom off. And I thought it was kind of cartoony and I wasn't up for it at first. But it's more than that, right? Like the, the gates now glow differently uh, when, you're going, when you begin your jump. Well, you fly through the gate. It yes. used to be so. It used to be that it turned to the gate orientation, but then this like black portal appeared in it, and then you went into the black portal. But now you literally go through the gate. You see yourself like almost travel through the gate and into the warp tunnel in a way that I think is really cool. Oh, maybe that's what it is. But it's, there's definitely a glow around it that I hadn't noticed before. Like there's some kind of I, additional lighting, but it something's going on there. They did more graphic updates to it, and then when you go through it, your ship travels. It, but it always it doesn't always appear in the same place. Do you know if there's any right. kind of it, pattern? I I don't think it's a pattern. I think it's just a jitter. I think it's just like basically they they randomly random place okay. it each time. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I yeah. I have cool skins, so I appreciate every good opportunity to see my cool skins. Good point. Uh, uh but well, by the way, I, I think it's. I've come to like it. Uh, I was, uh, I wouldn't say I was a critic, but I was like, you know, that kind of breaks the immersion because you're in third person, then you go to first person, then you're back into third person. And I felt like when you're in that first person view and you're going through the tunnel and you don't see anything except the tunnel, it feels like you're going through that tunnel. And now right. you're back to third person point of view the entire time. But when you enter, when you're in it and when you exit, yeah, and I feel like players. it's interesting because somebody was complaining about the camera orientation change because of the uh, because of the like when you come out of warp. But honestly, to me, it feels much less jarring because you know, like basically, it it almost like just opens up into your your view. Whereas before, because you're going from black into this. Um, it felt like you had to reorient yourself as soon as you finished jumping through. I mm. felt more oriented when I need maybe I need yeah, to watch the no, jump no. a little bit Somebody more. Brought but I felt like too. I had my bearings. I, I had my bearings a little bit better as I came out of the yeah. jump tunnels. I think they made an adjustment because Nick Bison was uh, riding along with me and he's like, Hey, are you or already oriented? Are you already aligned? Because I think he watched a few jumps and I said, I don't know, let's test it out. It, I wasn't aligned, but I wasn't that far off. Like I wasn't having to turn all the way around to go backwards. I think they might align you like in a cone so that you kind of are more aligned, but that's uh, an assumption. Well, I'm, I'm at camera position, but that's interesting too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, check your alignment. There's definitely more to learn. Check your alignment when you jump through. Also, the speed of the jump seems a little faster and they did offer a graph for that, didn't they? Uh, I was looking at that the other day. It does seem faster. Um, and Maybe I mean, I think that faster. Yeah. I think that this is just uh, like 
when this first was revealed to people, people said that it was just taking, they said it was too clunky. And so even even if it took the same amount of speed as the previous time, because it was a change, people are going to like tie their feelings to it, you know? And so, especially when it just hangs there for a couple of extra seconds more than it, ne- it feels it needs to. Right. So, um, you know, people widely rejected it. And like credit to CCP, man, they, they were like, well, we can't not make this change because this is part of a bigger change to the way that like transportation between systems uh, happen. Um, so they stayed on it and they worked on it. And until it is, it is not only pretty good now, but it is noticeably better than it was a year ago, which if you think about it, is probably the most remarkable piece of this feature because we're so used to features that come out half-assed or or like there's at least this 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 reputation of features that come out half-assed don't get iterated on you know blah 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 here we have a true case of ccp saying this is our thing the player base saying not good enough and ccp not abandoning it but going back making it right and then putting it back out again and testing it like two or three times until they finally got it to a place where they wanted it to be and that if that's their process nowadays uh that is very um Hopefully that that is a good sign. That yeah. seemed like a good sign to me. Yeah. Another question here from you from uh, Anthony Lee Scott. He asks, uh, will Eve ever enable landing on planets, uh, do you think? I've been playing since 2003 and have always wanted this. Uh, and let me answer first, then Ash, you can jump in. But I talked to Torfi Franz, who was the original art director for Eve Online back in, this would have been 2000, right after Incarna. Yeah. And uh, so we were talking and he said that, oh, we actually have a scenario. And you can see the scenario in a trailer called uh, Eve Forever, I think. But basically you land on, actually, it's not Eve Forever. It's the uh, Dust 514 introductory trailer. But you basically land in an area and you get off your ship and you walk to a thing that you do uh, on this, like, on this asteroid or something. And I think you were supposed to collect implants and that's how you were mm-hmm. supposed to do that. And they'd actually built all that. Oh, out. We're, we're thinking yeah, of doing yeah. It. So, so basically um, as part of Incarna and walking in stations, there was a second project, which was basically uh, you would soft clone and get out and explore sleeper ruins. And this ultimately was scrapped when the rest of walking in stations was scrapped. Um, although it did show, quote, some promise, and there was a really active forum thread about it for quite some time. But that concept, or at least the beats that was supposed to come out of that, ended up being the plot line to Dust and Templar 1. Um, And so in the beginning of the Dust 514 video, you can see them going into the sleeper uh, enclaves and finding the implants. Yeah, that's a really good video, actually. I really like that. Uh, It's a very good video. Yeah, if you haven't seen that one, um, we'll we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's pretty. I mean, when we saw that, we were like, "Whoa! This if they can get that done right, this game will go to a different dimension." You know, uh, to get out and be uh, ambulant, I guess. But, um, but another as, thing, I, as far as whether or not they, oh, sorry. Another thing I heard about that is if they wanted to do Incarna again, if they wanted to take a chance and do walking on in stations or walking on planets that that is not something they would have to start from zero on because the technology now to create that kind of gameplay has advanced so much in 10 years 
that it wouldn't be as nearly as uh, big or Herculean an effort as it was in 2010, 2011. Right. In theory. The issue is, is that the Eve engine is basically proprietary. So, um, but they would use, I, um, what's the, sorry, what's the, not unity, but they would use a real engine, well, yeah, unreal engine. They are building. So that's the thing. They are building a game in unreal, but like, you wouldn't be able to be in your Eve client and then like hit unbark, in, you know, disembark and then like have the same client now be an unreal oh, I see. thing. That's yeah. like, all, that's like, that's like clicking a button and suddenly your Excel turns into an uh, Internet Explorer window. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Unless you're playing um, Stadia or something, huh? <laughs> you know? But uh, that does bring up a really good point, which is that they, so there has been a lot of plot line development recently in the last year, two years, when it comes to planets specifically. One of the most visible forms of this is the Simfendo or whatever advertisement on the billboards, as well as some of the other advertisements, um, start to build up like what what's going on on planets. Uh, the World News does, uh, these do, um, you know, whatever. So this has caused me to be like, what's going on on planets? But uh, especially since now we have the announcement of them working with the uh, software development team that help uh, that helps out League of Legends get to get to uh, market. I think that we should soon start hearing more about what they're going to do with this Unity or sorry Unreal Engine based uh, shooter, um, and hopefully they will expose more of the. Uh, non-capsuleer ex experience of of the Eve universe through that, but I legitimately believe that that they're going more in that direction. Um, that being said, they have shown they've they have been doing a lot of work on Avatar gameplay, but not like walking around, but more like animating your avatar, showing a hologram, letting like letting mm, agents yeah. talk to you or Aura talk to you and emote. You know, that kind of stuff, not like literally going around and walking around on planets or whatever. They're going to probably leave that to a separate development path. That's going to be a totally different game set in the same IP. Yeah. All right. Another uh, comment here from Anthony Lee Scott. Yeah, I remember the, uh, that. But look at um, SC, which I think is, uh, what is it? Commander? Citizen. Star Citizen, sorry. Uh, Elite. Elite Dangerous yep. and Dual Uni. Those games, those games were built with the idea in mind of doing this. Um, now, obviously, Carbon was basically the CCP's version of that, but um, and they wouldn't have to start from 100% scratch, obviously. But my point is, is that if you're going to be building Avatar gameplay, uh, you probably are going to put the lion's share on your, you know, very clean new environment that you have an entire. A secondary development team to help you get it across the table as opposed to eve online which has a laundry list of backlog uh you know that stretches between amar and jita i don't know some really lame reference <laughs> list of fixes yeah all right yeah i mean says... they've got so much to do but here's the thing though as they do avatar gameplay buildings you know build stuff for the another ip or for another game within that ip those assets, resources, videos, you know, the, they, there is 
potential uh, cross-pollination. So for example, CCP, or like in GITA, they are building several more structures, including Casino, and they've been putting out uh, new clothing items and stuff like that that seem to be related to the Casino. So um, who knows? I don't rule anything out. Uh, we'll see. All right, cool. Uh, and thanks, for, guys, for your questions. Um... Let's see. So from darkness comes light says, so I checked and the radial menu only works on autopilot route if the route is not collapsed. That's Correct. Well, point. if the if the if the route is not if the route is collapsed there's nothing for it to radial off of, I don't think. I could I be see. wrong. Also, by the way, since we're having the discussion about the radial, I will give my required thing, which is that the radial menu hey, is awesome, but the best way to get <laughs> the best way that you can get the most out of the radial menu is to move your radial menu to the right mouse button. So that way the right mouse button becomes uh, your like interact with something. So if you just click, then it brings up the right mouse menu, but right click and hold brings up the radial menu. And then you can start teaching yourself to do gestures, to do jumping and warping and stuff like that and get a lot done. Oh, I um, like that. It's a great tip. Yeah. Great tip. Having it All be right. on the left hand click is like the worst thing because the only time that anybody experiences it is when they don't want it, right? Like when you're trying yeah. to drag your drones or you're trying to click on something, that's not when you want the radial menu to pop up. So move it to the right right, menu, right mouse button. When you're clicking on the right mouse button, you want something to pop up. So there you go. Yeah, got it. Here's my sign. Sounds good. <laughs> there he is. Oh, he's missing his body. I'm out here in space with you is because I've been ejected. He's been ejected. <laughs> he's an imposter. <laughs> got it. All right, cool. Well, uh, how do you move it? I think you do that with uh, the key binding, right? Yeah, it's, uh, escape menu, uh, general setting. Hold on a second. Escape menu, general settings, center section under in-flight. The second one down is open radial menu width. And then you can also change the radial menu delay, which changes how long it takes, how long you have to hold that. down the button before yeah. it pops up. Yeah. So you want to increase mm -hmm. that delay or keep it at least to a few seconds so that it doesn't interfere with your right click. That's what I right, like exactly. about it. Yeah. You have the quick right click, so you can still do everything you do with your right click. Uh, but that's not a hold uh, moment. You just click on it and reveal that menu and then use the uh, right click normally. Or you get that bonus of holding it down and then getting the radial menu. That's awesome. You also you also can be doing the gesture as you do the hold. So I usually don't like click, hold, and then gesture. Like I'll do... I'll just go right click and then go up and then release. Oh, I see. Because once you've right clicked on the spot and hold down, it still counts. So okay. you you can start your gesture before even the radio menu appears uh, most hmm. of the time. And this will save your life. It has saved my life. Like you jump wow. through the gate, somebody else jumps through the gate. You're using a radio menu. They're using a right click menu. You will get through. You will you know activate before they do. You will be one a li just a little bit faster than them. I've gotten yeah. away from people by being just a little bit faster by using radial menu gestures instead of trying to target something through right click. Yeah, got you. I've uh, I've run into that, but it's been uh, uh, I've accidentally warped myself somewhere before. Uh, okay, not gonna Give me fight. One second. Yeah, it's no problem. We're gonna wrap up. We're getting uh, we're just about There's out of material now. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Ash, thanks very much for running us through Guardians Gala. Always a pleasure talking to you. Sure thing. And uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so this is, as I said, I think it's going to go through the 28th. Um, and then we'll, we should have a little bit of downtime. And then I maybe the next one's going to be the Easter one. I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Get out there and uh, get some loot. All right.
Okay, last little bit of news here. Uh, this is, gotta give you some privacy there. Um, so this is uh, from yesterday, actually. The, yeah, it's an ongoing situation with Brave. Uh, apparently they had leaked information um, that is out. And I think there's some other stuff that keeps coming out. So there's a couple things. Anyway, here's what I'll read from what our news gatherers got. Brave leaked information. Recent meetings and leaked chat logs show that Brave may be having internal issues. The Alliance Logistics lead resigned this week, or at least he decided not to go to uh, where they're supposed to go in Aquarius. And the, the leaked information would seem to indicate they are currently having ISK shortages, but they are not in debt. I was uh, thinking about this as well. Uh, they haven't offered a bond program yet. Uh, should they want to do that? And that is essentially putting out a, a tin cup and saying, can you give us your money uh, membership so that we can survive this war? And we assume that's a debt, but we also hear that you, if you lose a war, you don't have to repay that debt because, you know, uh, not everybody does. But uh, Goon Swarm or the Imperium has bonds. Test has bonds. Fraternity has bonds. And this is basically collecting money from your players. Uh, Brave does not have bonds, so uh, they haven't put that out yet. So they're at zero, whereas uh, Test, Goon Swarm, and Fraternity are actually in somewhat of a debt, which is kind of an interesting way of looking at it. So we'll see what happens with Brave. Um, but if they become unstable, that would be a second group leaving the Legacy Coalition or if they leave the Legacy Coalition. Um, you had um, the Siberian squad that left before. They actually ended up flipping signs. So they're in Quarius, but they're now there to uh, fight for the Imperium. And we'll see what happens there. And Brave's on their way to that same area to fight probably against their old allies, Siberian squad. That's really interesting. The other thing is Siberian squad, I think, had a Keepstar, which breaks that nice long railroad chain that was built by Pappy, and that seems to be a big deal. I would think it's a big deal, but maybe it's not. But it would affect... I don't know who you ask. Yeah, it would affect Fire Coalition, because Fire Coalition's wanting to go back home with their supers, but now I don't know if that road is as safe as it was before, and that's an interesting development as well. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, this... I think... I think So first of all, two things about that. First of all, Brave has historically uh, displayed very public uh failures or you know cascades of leadership whatever you want to call it uh drama llamas uh but they've also just by the nature of brave is are gen seem to be pretty robust and so seem to slough those pretty well um somebody else always takes over you know takes the helm and brings uh order back they eventually stop decapitating people and you know brave keeps seeing brave uh, that being said, even if they kind of delocalize enough that they have to pull out of the war, I imagine that a lot of Brave pilots, like just because Brave leaves the, the war zone, I don't think that the Brave forces would necessarily leave the war zone unless Brave puts some other pressure on them, some other task that they need to be doing. Because this is the in thing, this is the it thing to do until it's not. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be mm -hmm. an interesting one to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'll read a little bit more here. I want to say first hi to Chappie. How are you doing, Chappie Chappin out there? It's good to see you. Oh, yeah. He just, uh, so Chappie is the, he, from Chappie's birthday. Um, yeah. I'm, we'll, we'll, I want to give like a bigger update 
like as we get closer to his birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will I will spoil this right now. I believe he just finished his uh, chemo, so he's actually That's doing awesome. much better, and he has been being involved in uh, World War B. So or uh, yeah, the yeah this war. So <laughs> um, I'll let him. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll catch up with him hopefully yeah, soon. Bring him back on and say hello to him again. Uh, there's a huge story behind uh, Chappie, so he's here in the audience. So say hello to Chappie. We're so glad to hear that he's made it through uh, some uh, therapy or uh, his, uh, what do they call that? Cancer treatment, chemotherapy. Yeah, yeah it's chemotherapy. Yeah, so good to see you, Chappie. Uh, really good to see you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ironically, um, yeah. the, the site of his birthday, we were talking about this just today, oh, yeah. uh, is now in Poshman. So oh, right. awkward turtle. We may have to, I don't know if that would make it better or worse, but we'll find out. Yeah. It's been an emotional few days um, because the last few episodes we had fireworks um, for uh, a a new friend's uh, father who passed away. And we read in comments that um, another guy had lost his mother. And and then I I think Rick's Javix is public about losing his mother as well. And so it's been like a very emotional few days. And then I had a birthday. And so you just kind of have this whole cycle of life thing going through TIS right now. This is really, it's really touching. Uh, so it's it's good to have uh, you guys here all with us, all connected. Okay, so uh, based on data on Dotland, this would seem to follow a trend of legacy coalition alliances under pressure. Uh, Rosetta Regum, Regnum has seen a drop in membership and member corporations over the course of the war. Evictus has lost a portion of its sovereignty Warped Intentions has seen a drop in membership and sovereignty. Federation Uprising, Eternal Requiem, and Severance have had similar drops. So those are all legacy alliances There's, that's, yep. head, that's tent-pulled by test, and those are their allies, and they're all having a bit of trouble. And I think part of it is that their stuff's getting wrecked at home, but they're also at war, and it's a long war. But what are you going to say, Ash? Full disclosure, obviously, uh, I helped form FedUp originally, so right. I have pretty strong ties with them. Um, but the uh, there actually was on Reddit today a post that was blasting Contra and Silver, the leader of leadership of uh, FedUp, for various different reasons. Uh, I don't really want to comment either way about that for the conflict of interest I mentioned earlier. But um, what I would say is that clearly there is an effort. Uh, either there is disgruntlement in it, or there is an effort to seed disgruntlement within FedUp's ranks at the moment, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Are you familiar with what's going on there? I, I've been hearing about them, but I don't know what's going on. I, I haven't. I haven't spoken to Silver re- recently enough to know details about uh, yeah. this stuff. No. One of their leaders. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's so cool. From darkness comes light. Gifted uh, a sub to chat. Chappy Chapman, that's just super nice. Thank you for doing that sort of thing. Awesome. Okay, Ash, we've been on for a while. I'm going to call it quits. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us, and we will see you tomorrow. Here's a raid. <laughs>